You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. You're listening to Mike on the Mic on GGR Pirate Radio. I'm full, and yet I know if I stop eating this, I'll regret it. It's four-leaf clover. Make a wish. Wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. This is called Pirate Radio. And now, your host, Mike Luxford. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, all you internet radio listeners. My name is Mike Lunsford. I'm the host of Mike on the Mic, but you also know me as the co-host of At the Diner, uh, the editor-in-chief of the Greek Geek Refuge. Check it out. It's greekgeekrefuge.com. I have a very special episode of Mike on the Mic. Uh, it's actually going to be twofold. It is one, the last episode of Mike on the Mic. Why is that? Oh, because I'm transitioning to a different title. We're going to be calling it Mike Explores. It's more indicative of what this podcast actually is, where we explore different facets of the world, the things that fascinate me, the things that I want to know more about. So we're going to be transitioning to Mike Explores going forward here. Um, It's going to be the same stream. It's just literally going to change names. So it's the same show, just different title to it. So the perfect way for me to introduce Mike Explores um, and have a seamless transition from what Mike on the Mic was is to start with something that I wanted to explore, and that's inclusivity. It's something that is vastly important in the geeky, nerdy world because, unfortunately, as much as we want it to be an even playing field for both men and women and those of all genders, it's a mostly male-dominated scene, unfortunately. And it's our job as men, especially white men, to stand up and make a change because we can say all day that, oh, I'm all for inclusivity, I'm all for diversity, but if we're not actually actively doing something about it, if we're not being the change, then we're just running our mouths. It's just hot air, that's all it is. So we have to be the change that we wanna see in the world, to quote Gandhi. And that's why we're doing this episode today. I was lucky enough to be introduced to a fantastic podcast team of sisters. Uh, Lindsay Jaworski and Amanda Jaworski, who host Hey Lady. And I had just a fantastic sit-down conversation with them uh, that ranges from sandwiches and pizza to inclusion and growing up in a military family and everything in between. So sit back, relax, enjoy this last episode of Mike on the Mic slash first episode of Mike Explores. But more importantly, make sure that you go and you find and subscribe the Hey Lady podcast as soon as you possibly can. Here's the interview. I stumbled upon this because one of the cool things about GGR, and it's, it's something like I never expected to ever happen. This was just a weird side project for me and my nerdy friends where we talked about geeky things and then we were like, well, what if we made it a podcast? And then people wanted to listen to it and that was weird, but hey, cool. It's awesome. It's amazing. We ended up making this group and it just keeps growing. We keep getting more cool, like geeky, nerdy people that want to share all of the things that they do, but then also too, they understand that you can be geeky and nerdy without being an asshole. And it's 
the greatest confluence of things that I've seen. And the fact that we just keep gaining more people is awesome. But one of the byproducts of having a group for this is that you meet new people that you never would have met. And herein lies our conversation this evening with, I have Lindsay and Amanda Jaworski. Um, they will tell you, if you listen to their first podcast, that they do sound alike. So we'll make sure that you <laughs> that you know which one is which. Uh, but they are hosts of, you know what? I'm talking a lot. That's dumb. You guys are my guests. I want you to tell everybody what your podcast is, like how this started, like how you, how you decided this is the thing that we want to do. And you guys are going on year... Like we just uh, it looked like a our whole first year, right? Year. Yeah, we yeah. just had our first anniversary. Yeah, so like kind of run me through that because it's always one of the things that I love is being able to commiserate is, is kind of the wrong word because we're happy about this. <laughs> it's but the, like it's the right wrong word though. <laughs> when it comes to podcasting, because it's it's something that like you really gotta love to keep doing. Like everybody does like an episode or two, but like to to stay with it for a while, you, you gotta be like you really got to stick to it. And it, it's it's really quite an experience. So yeah, please introduce yourselves. Tell me a little bit about like how this all started um, and we'll, we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, I'm Amanda Jaworski. I am the younger sister of the two of us. And I'm Lindsay Jaworski, the older sister. And we have a podcast together called Hey Lady. Yeah, so I had wanted to do a podcast for a long time. Like I, I bought a microphone this microphone that I'm using right now, I bought like, I want to say four years ago. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to do it all by myself. And I'm just going to figure it out. And then I realized I'm like, does anybody want to just hear me ramble? This is dumb. So I actually pivoted and I did a YouTube channel for a little while, which still is, a, it exists. I just haven't made a video for it in a long time. And I kind of put that on the side and one day Lindsay and I were talking and I was like, we should do a podcast. It took some convincing on my part because like she said earlier, I was like, well, what do people want to listen to us talk about? Like hot like, takes on we're what? Very interesting people. We can figure something out. <laughs> yeah. So we went back and forth and talked up a bunch of ideas and eventually we landed on the premise of celebrating women and ladies that we admire um, and just a platform to be able to talk about interesting people that we feel like other people might want to learn about. Yeah, it, it we had so many ideas and fortunately we kind of landed on a format that worked where um, we, for the first large chunk of the podcast, the first, I want to say like 30 or so episodes, we would each just pick a different woman to tell the life story about. And then we sort of expanded a little bit and sometimes talking about uh, whole concepts. We've had a couple just, hey, we're in a pandemic. How are you doing episodes? Um, but it's been really fun to just kind of figure out what things we're interested in talking about and also find things that are topical because there's been no short of topical content this past year. You yeah, mean 2020? No, yeah. it wasn't interesting. It was boring. Yeah. Oh my yeah, nothing, nothing happened. happened. Yeah, there was. I mean, it was we were boringly stuck in our houses, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, stuck in our houses as you know a psychopath in office decided to try to burn everything down and kill oh as many people God. as he could. Yeah. yeah you know, nothing. Oh. Nothing interesting. Yeah. Just pulling yeah. my hair out over here. It's fine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's That's... fine. I only just woke up from this fever dream. It's what was crazy about it too was that 
this year, and by this year I mean like the 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 last twelve months. Like the first two months were fine, sort of ish, and then all of a sudden it hit March, and I feel like it's still March of 2020. Yes, I'm not ready for March of 2021 because it doesn't feel like much has changed. No, it feels. I mean, it's very. So I left my apartment and kind of sheltered in place with my boyfriend, who is now my fiance, and I like that was that was literally March 17th when I came out here, and so it just it feels like a very weird anniversary of <laughs> pandemic. So you mentioned that. Hey, let's do a podcast, and it started from there, and you moved forward with it with a with a pretty solid idea. One of the things that you guys said in your first episode that I thought was interesting was that it, you hate when people go into things with no plan. Essentially, that's not the exact words, but like something to that effect, where basically just like kind of making it up as you go along. Is this something that is evolved? Like, has this been the same idea since day one? Or has it just been like, like you said, there, there are some episodes where it's just like, we need a status check. Like, how are you doing? How are you dealing with everything that's going on? Is that, is that going to be kind of the norm for you? I mean, that's, it's kind of hard to say the norm at this point because there is no norm. But like, is this just going to be an ever evolving thing where it's just, because one, one of the things that I really like about what you guys have is the dynamic of two sisters who know each other better than probably anybody on the face of the planet <laughs> yes. talking to each other because it automatically builds a rapport and like a rhythm that most other people can never compete with. We've heard that most of our lives, just people watching us interact. So we thought I that mean, would be a very good <laughs> thing to use in whatever we create. Um, yeah, sorry to say no one will ever know anyone as well as I know Lindsay and she knows me, just saying. Um, but yeah, we did start out with this kind of set premise, um, the each of us presents, and it's kind of fun because it has evolved as we've gone, continued on doing this, and you know, once we hit about six, nine months in, we started to get a little more comfortable and willing to try a little bit more experimental stuff, like September, we tried to theme it with back to school, and we did an episode on stuff you should have learned in school, and I covered Greek goddesses, and Amanda covered the women of Little Women, and it was so much fun. Mm -hmm. So I hope we continue to evolve like that and stay limber and flexible. It's been nice because Lindsay and I are different in the right ways, but similar in the right ways, so we... When whenever one of us gets fatigued on a on a certain format, we're usually both ready to mix it up at the same time. You know, every time Lindsay's been like, "Oh, can we just do a check-in episode?" I've been like, "Oh God, thank you. Yes, I want to <laughs> do a check-in episode." Um, or but, if like the mm -hmm. content we planned and we're gonna research, you know, you sometimes you put it off a little bit until like right before recording, and you're doing your research, time. and then uh oh, this. This woman is not someone I really want to present on. I don't agree with her ideas or the things that she supported. Um, and we're able to this like, woman's be an anti-Semite. Uh oh, we can we can present on her. Yeah, so we stay flexible together, so that you know we want this to stay fun. Yeah, and I tend to be a very fly by the seat of my pants kind of person. Hence my now defunct YouTube channel. Um, it was very, like, there wasn't a cohesive theme to it. It was kind of just me coming up with content as I went along. 
And I realized, one, you burn out really fast on that. And two, um, it's really hard to tell what people respond to if you're kind of throwing darts at a board and seeing what sticks. <laughs> Um, fortunately for me, Lindsay is a lot more stable. <laughs> I'm the planner of the two. She She's a good planner. She's good at sort of keeping us uh, on track. And um, she's, I mean, she is an artist. So she's definitely like into doing a little jazz in terms of improvisation. <laughs> <Experimental> jazz. <laughs> she's totally comfortable with experimental jazz but she will help me not just sort of rocket us into the stratosphere and like completely lose our plot yeah that's i've had to force myself to become a planner and i never was that's so, hard so i, to I do. totally understand that because i'm i'm the fly by the seat of the pants and that was the problem that we had with our podcast initially was that like how do you explain in a blurb or a title for your podcast that you talk about everything under the sun mm-hmm. and yeah. i mean you what, can but everyone would be like okay i'm not gonna listen to that exactly yeah so we had to like t- we had to like find something that kind of refined it and that's why like I-, I was telling Lindsay about it earlier that the name of our podcast we call it at the diner because it's a kind of a cultural touchstone that every single person at some point in their life has sat down in a diner with somebody that they cared about and had some amazing conversations about some dumb shit Mm-hmm. Over cold fries. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like awful like country fried steak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and the worst coffee you could imagine. Yeah, exactly. And horrible service most likely too. Yes. But yeah. Like it's and and it's awesome hearing that it's it, there's two sides of the coin for the two of you that it's not just like cuz I mean I I have a sibling, I have a brother as well. I haven't I mean unfortunately I haven't talked to him in a while, but like it's one of those things where you do have that automatic rapport because you know each other so well. However, I'm sure you two can attest to this, but it also means that when you fight, you go for blood. And like, because you know every single secret and then the things that'll make the other person irritated. So it's like kind of a, a give and take. Has that become an issue for you at all during this? Have you, where you know, like, if I, if I say the word moist, it's going to make Lindsay like cringe. <laughs> no, well, surprisingly not, really. not because... No. We're not, this is going to sound very full of ourselves. We're not like normal siblings. We really don't fight a lot. And when we do, we fight very fairly, meaning that we don't go to hurt the other person and we do our best to be fair and listen and, and not say things we can't take back. So we have a very, very, very strong foundation. Yeah, we've worked a lot on our relationship in our adult lives. I mean, of course, when we were teens growing up, we definitely had our moments of screaming matches and whatnot. But as we, you know, both had our ups and downs in adulthood, we kind of just realized that, like, the best thing we each of us has in life is each other. So that helped us kind of put animosity aside helped us put you know kind of more petty fights aside and we're able to even though we do get frustrated with each other we can usually stay in good communication about it and you know take the breaks we need to take so fortunately no that that truly hasn't been an issue for us and because we have such a good foundation of trust we can be honest with each other and say for example i'm feeling very frustrated or I'm feeling confined by this topic or whatever it is and Mm -hmm. know that these these feelings will be met with respect and heard and validated so it gives you room to be honest without causing a blowout Mm -hmm. this has definitely forced us to practice the communication more because you know if you don't do a podcast with your sister 
you can just avoid talking to them for a while <laughs> if you're like frustrated. But yeah, we have to stay in pretty co- constant contact because we have to, you know, touch base on topics and time when are we recording and. So it's it's forced us to kind of stick to better communication and not avoid. But um, so far, it's really been pretty, pretty seamless. That's fantastic, though, because as I, I mean, I'm, I'm a living, breathing example of it. Like, unfortunately, sometimes that doesn't work out. And you can have really close relationships with siblings. But then as you get older, something happens and you grow apart for whatever reason. So it's really good to hear that that's not the case uh, for the two of you, like I, I'm, I'm envious in a, in a way, but more so just like happy to hear that it's not the, it's not the, um, it's the exception, not the rule kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's very very good to hear. And I wanted to kind of pivot here for just a second. Uh, I mentioned it briefly in the beginning. When you were growing up, you said that your parents were in the military and you moved around a ton. So this is part of it, that the two of you always had each other because there was no, well, you know, now I'm moving from Virginia to California, so so long, best friend Becky, I got to go make a new friend in California. You always had e- each other to kind of fall back on. Is that, has that ever been something where, because now you guys live in different states, the, the two of you were, one's in California, one's in Colorado. Is that something that caused any issues for you being so far apart? Or is this podcast kind of a natural extension of that? I can't live in the same state anymore. So we're going to have this thing where we constantly stay in communication with each other. I think that's that's actually um, unconsciously one of the reasons why we wanted to do this podcast and why we were both so game for it. Um, I used to work a really demanding job i'm i'm a therapist i used to work in a treatment center and it would just sort of sapped all of my energy and then when i quit that job and started doing working for myself doing my own private practice i had this abundance of time and i became acutely aware of how much i missed Lindsay all the time and Lindsay recently has had a similar experience where in you know the beginning of the pandemic um, she got laid off and she's been working for herself now, um, doing freelance art and and kind of all these different projects. And I think both of us, with more free time, we realize it just gives us time to focus on what we actually care about, which is, you know, doing shit together. So that's kind of been a big plus because we don't like not living in the same state. Um, we yeah. actually hate it. Yes. <laughs> but it's nice because... We talk almost every day anyways, so we figured we might as well figure out a project and that way we can still talk every day and actually build something together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm glad that it was a conscious but subconscious kind of thing for you, for the two of you. Like that's, that's, it's sweet. It really is. And like, that's, that's the other thing that I wanted to go back to is like a lot of times people will be like, oh, there's cursing. Oh, that's bad. That's such bullshit because... <laughs> The podcast that you Fuck two that have, you, the podcast that you two have is so fucking wholesome because <laughs> it just it comes through that you two just love each other and it's awesome. Like I just wanted to say that because I really enjoyed getting that from listening. That there's just this overall there's this this love and respect for each other that like so often because like you mentioned YouTube before. Let me tell you about a whole platform that's built on hate and anger. Oh that's my just god! Like, yeah, to say the least. 
Yeah, and it's just so frustrating too because there's so many people that got rich as hell off of that off of that website, and they're mm. just the scum of the earth. And oh like, oh my gosh, yes. It, and like, it's it's like without fail, every single time you're like, oh, there's so and so in the news that did this horrible thing. Well, where, I've never heard of that person. Where are they from? Other oh, from YouTube. You look them up. Okay. You look them up, and there's a million horrible things up. they did. Yeah. It's without fail. So it's, I just it's like so, so. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, it's so funny. So our mom listens and gets a ton of people that she knows to listen. And one of her friends came up to her and was like, I love the podcast. I feel like I'm hanging out with my sisters, but my sisters and I are a lot more raunchy. And so I thought it was just funny because we do cuss and like that. And I was like, well, that's good. I guess that means that we're still approachable for most audiences. Yeah. We haven't (laughs) like gone over the line of decency, I guess. And honestly, cussing is such a main part of culture now anyway. We've always been potty mouths, so we were like, I don't think it's going to work if we try to censor ourselves. Um, yeah. I don't think that's going to get make us more marketable, <laughs> quite frankly. It's the difference between profanity and vulgarity. You guys profane, yes. you're not vulgar. So yes. it's, There you go. Yeah, and it's, again, too, like I said, it's 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 wholesome profanity. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the, the kind of profanity your mom can listen to. Uh, one of the other things that I really like about what, what y'all are doing, and I wanted to get into a, into this a little bit. Because it's something that comes up a lot, and like especially for what we are, and by we I mean GGR's uh, podcast network, the uh, GGR Pirate Radio, the geeky nerdy community is male dominated. Period. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Say. I'm not. I'm not going to try to pretend <laughs> that it's not. Okay, we all know that it is, and it, it's it, it's frustrating from my end to think that we have to make a concerted effort to make it not that way because it should have always been that way and what i wanted to know is is like how difficult has it been for you to breach these uh, these subjects of like the geeky and nerdy stuff you guys talked about like uh toys the other day um and i listened to that one and that one was really entertaining but like is that been a difficult thing for you to approach to get into that like Every single time you try to have a conversation, there's always some dude who's just like, oh, you're wearing a Batman shirt. What's your favorite Batman <laughs> Name comic? five Batman movies. Exactly. Name yeah. every man who's ever played Batman and other roles they've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That always that kills me. Gatekeeping. <laughs> like, that's we, we've made a concerted effort to make sure that that ends with with our group. But like, it's it's just like a constant struggle. Like, is, is this I, I want to kind of hear like. Is this something you guys are running into, or are we seeing a change? Are we seeing that people are less likely to do that, or is it just as prevalent as it as it's always been? Well, well most of our are, listeners are, and most of our listeners are women, I think. Yeah. So we haven't had too many men trying to gatekeep any subjects, and since we talk mostly about women and gays and theys, I feel like most men who would argue with us are kind of like oh no never mind never mind excuse me wrong room you're very far away from home sir you might want to <laughs> remove yourself they, they know better basically like yeah, yeah yeah i mean Lindsay had an ex- she she graciously manages our instagram and she had an experience with some guy just like deciding to step out of his own lane way far and and he pick a like fight the, he was like the menaced character from parks and rec who's always about men's rights that's like it felt like Leslie Nope arguing with this dumbass and it was over some it was like a, a a trifle of a of a face or of an Instagram story that had to do with like wage inequality 
And then we did do one episode on women's soccer and uh, women's basketball. And we did have a few people who had some comments, but nothing too bad. And we don't engage either. So after that one time I engaged and then I decided I'm not doing that anymore. It was yeah, too stressful. We, after I, that, we adopted a strict don't feed the trolls policy. Oh, it's um, so difficult though. It is. It is. I, I've tried to adopt that too. And then like, you'll see somebody say something and you just like, you know what? I got time. Okay, Hang on. Fucker. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let crack me crack knuckles. my knuckles here real quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's my the thing that I that I run into the most is like um, I I'm Jewish and the the sort of right now like real life experience here. So there's all this stuff going on with our that lovely congresswoman uh, Marjorie oh um, Green the who says face lasers. Yeah, and like as a Jew. There's lots of jokes going around about that. We were like, you know, if only there were Jewish space laser, we could fix a lot of problems. <laughs> um, but then also like things like I saw one that said, um, I can't believe they called it Jewish space lasers when the obvious name of Death Star of David is right there. Oh, and no. like, right? It just works, doesn't it? And like understanding that, but then also understanding that it's not funny. Mm -hmm. Like, because it's it's just more of the same anti-Semitism that's been around for it's that low-hanging fruit. We're tired of it. It's not even. It's punching down. And yeah. it also it just keeps it permeating in the atmosphere, so it makes it that much easier to, you know, kick it up a notch and make it that much more offensive because the thing that permeates is is just like white noise at this point. It's 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 frustrating too because especially for somebody uh, like myself and I'm sure that the two of you because you're both you're both quite funny as well, um, which one of my favorite quotes is when you were talking about how your how your voices are similar, um, mm -hmm. and then talking about how you would make each other laugh is that they would think you were laughing at yourself. Uh, she sure thinks she's funny. <laughs> that, that like I snorted out loud when I was listening listening to that, so I had to like pause for a second and go back to it. But like with humor being a, not a crutch but something you go to often, that's often how people like deal with the fact that hey cool anti-semitism's coming back up so let's make a lot of jokes about it like let's mm -hmm. let's lean into this whole like jewish space lasers thing because and, and mel brooks had a quote that was about it saying that like there's just so many people in the jewish community that are always banging their chest and and gnashing their teeth that like you need the humor because otherwise we're just always going to be miserable so like <laughs> i've yeah. seen both sides of it and it's just like it's a real funny balancing act to play like I yeah. never know what the right answer is for it either. Well, and it's really tough because you're always going to find a white man that thinks that that's permission for him to make a joke too. Like, exactly. I, I hate to say it that way. Or, I mean, a white person because white women are guilty of it too. But, like, more often than not, it's a dude. But, yeah. the satire in it. Not yeah, unfair. basically, yeah. you know, that's, like, that's why I, I love satire. I used to, you know, I used to just be such a fan of satire. And then I realized how incredibly ineffective it is because... All it does is give people who actually believe what it, what the joke is saying a permission to say like, oh yeah, see, other people think it's funny too. Yeah. So. It's it, it is it's it, it absolutely is and like real a real life story. The I, I made a joke about something one time about like you know uh, being Jewish. I'm really sick of hearing uh, have having everybody ask me, oh hey, where's the best place to get bagels? And being like, it's really offensive that you ask me, but the answer is Wegmans. Um, <laughs> but like. As soon as I said that, one guy was like, yeah, well, you know, you've got so many different podcasts. I guess Jews really do run the media. And you're just like, Ooh, yeah, did I invite that? 
I don't think you invited it. I think people are just becoming more bold with their ignorance and their um, bad opinions. I mean, I I think that's on par with, you know, uh, you know, white people that are so angry that they can't say the N word because, you know, people say it in rap music all the time. Like, like, why do you want to even say that word? That's the thing. Like, because why are you arguing your right to say that word? Yeah. Like, you don't look good in any way for this. No, it's the it's the same thing with the Confederate flag. Oh. Like people told, mm-hmm. oh, hey, you both grew up in the Northern Virginia area. You know it was amazing in 2020. The fact that they changed that racist ass football team name. Yes, oh, yeah. It only yeah. took how long? Hopefully they do more than the Washington football team. But yeah. You know what? It's a step in the right <laughs> direction. It always step. makes me think of uh, Elliot in the morning and whenever he would do his impression of Dan Snyder. Yeah. Like this old timey Southern man, and it's just like that's exactly how I picture that team. That's, I'm sorry. That's, that's the way we we we've done. I've done an impersonation of it before, where it's like the like the southern gentleman, like that real like. Uh, yeah. Furthermore, the name of the team yeah. is not offensive in its own right. And in fact, we're gonna we're, call them the Rebels and change our colors to the Stars and Bars. And you're just like, wait a minute. We're Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. I'll say. I'll say. Foghorn Leghorn. Slash Colonel Sanders. Yeah. Uh, just you know, buy our chicken and buy our football jerseys. Yeah. It's. Yeah an absolute mess but like in that same vein like you're growing up in this area you it just became such a prevalent thing and you heard people lamenting the fact they were saying like i can't believe they're taking away my childhood your childhood like sorry it was offensive yeah i am so sorry you banked your entire childhood on a racist slur like your identity yeah Yeah. that it, it just, it bothered me so much that people were like, oh, people are too easily offended. Like, well, we've been racist for hundreds of years. We can't possibly <laughs> change that now. Well, we, we were racist against black folk. We can't do that anymore. So we shifted to the Native American. It's like, it, it was so frustrating because I don't think, and like, it's something that I've done with GGR and the articles that I'm writing, I'm writing about um, the different, various different cities and doing like kind of a, like a food history um, mm-hmm. review. And like doing the history of these cities and finding out that every single his every single city has some sort of thing that they just shuffled under the carpet about how they treated Native Americans like shit. That's and America like, for you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And like it's that, it, that is as American as apple pie, unfortunately. That's, that's America. And like yeah. the fact that people are like, well, people are too easily offended. It's easy to say that when you weren't the people being pushed off your land. Like Yeah. And you're not offended great but that means you have no voice in this you better be quiet and listen exactly yeah. it would just it would be like if somebody said to you hey wow your mom sure is ugly that offended me how dare you say that about your mom well people are too My mom's easily not offended ugly. these days yeah exactly yeah people are too yeah. easily offended these days you know like it's you, we you lack should... a lot of empathy in our culture, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, and not to not to just like play the whole misogynist uh, woman card, but like honestly, as women, like we've been dealing with this, you know, our whole lives of like just horrible humor being lobbed at us, and then every time we try to make any kind of correction, like hey, like that hurts my feelings, or that's actually like that that traumatizes me because it's like. Making yeah. fun of like my sexual, sexual assault, assault or whatever. Yeah. It's oh, because you just can't take a joke anymore. Ugh. So I, I mean, it's it is gaslighting in its uh, most like shitty form, in my the opinion. One thing that's nice though about the geek community is that I don't come into that as much here. That kind of 
staunch ignorance and like willful uh, willfulness to just not help out and improve. So I, that's part of why I love the geek community and culture of the geek crowd. Yeah, and it, it's one of the things that I love about it and why I wanted to create a quote unquote safe space, even though that term gets um, maligned all the time. Yeah, is that like from that cultivation there's such great things that can come and and just seeing growth even if somebody says something off color and they didn't realize it and mm -hmm. and a lot of times people they're going to come to them correctly and say hey listen you may not have realized this but this is how this came off and the, per the people are normally mortified there's not mm -hmm. a oh i don't understand what the problem is like people for the most part tend to if they get corrected tend to want to change and they feel bad about it and it's... in this group i've seen people make apologies like hey i posted something and yes. i didn't realize it was offensive and i'm really sorry and i you know i'm if i if i offended you please accept my apology or please, here's my apology and i don't see that outside of this group too much and it's nice it's refreshing yeah. I belong to a group of therapists online <laughs> in Facebook, and they don't even do that. I mean, uh, yeah, they, oh, God, it got really vicious this year in those groups, and I was kind of just only there for schadenfreude purposes, um, lurking. Just eating some popcorn. Basically, but yeah, I mean, like, even, even people that you would expect to be able to take constructive criticism, you know, it, it, as a large group, like, are often incapable of it. Um, so, I mean, I think we're moving in the right direction, learning how yeah. to take criticism, learning how to Apologize. accept that sometimes we talk out of our asses and we don't know. And that when someone says that's not really acceptable anymore, that you take your lashings and you say, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. And that's, that's ultimately what it kind of comes down to is, and I, and I think that a lot of times what ends up being frustrating for people is when they don't intend for it to come off a certain way and it does mm -hmm. absolutely and, and not understanding that like well i didn't intend to be rude well but you were yeah and, and that i'm sorry you can't get if past you it. got offended isn't an apology yeah you can't move past it until you acknowledge acknowledge your wrongdoing and move for, like and make the effort to do better it's yeah. it's not that hard but it does take some self-awareness yeah i i really love that that y'all just seamlessly moved into this thing because this is something that I wanted to talk about. And like a lot of people are like, well, but we just want to talk about all the fun stuff. Like I appreciate <laughs> that, that, that this was not a difficult conversation at all, but I want to talk about the fun stuff too. We so, like fun stuff. Yes. Cause like I don't want to make this, well. I don't want to make this too heavy. Like mm -hmm. ultimately, cause that's not a, a People aren't going to be like, wow, listen, this entire, all, both of these people's podcasts are going to be just about them making everybody feel bad about all the awful things that are going on <laughs> in the world. Like, there's got to be some hope, some, some ray of sunshine out there. We like laughing, so. Rest yes. assured, we can spend time in all ends of the pool. So what I want to ask here is, thus far in the podcast, it's been just the two of you. Has there been any discussion of, like, I want to interview Michelle Obama. I'm just throwing a name out there. Um, I want to interview Oprah. I want to interview um, Jennifer Lawrence. Like, are you? Have you thought about guests? Is that something that you're not interested in because you're happy with just the two of you doing what you have? We definitely we, want guests. Uh, well, we want the right guests. Yes. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, you're not just throwing out a wide net. You're I target mean, focused. Yeah. Yeah, just throwing it out there. If Michelle Obama would like to guest on our podcast. She can or come Oprah. on anytime. Or yeah. Oprah. Oprah, you have an open invitation. Yep. 
I'm just or saying. Jennifer Lawrence. You're welcome too. Yeah. If you get Oprah, you might get a car. So I mean, that would be a pretty sweet Ooh. deal. Oh yeah. Uh, I'd even settle for some fancy slippers. Yeah. The one so, that always gets me is whenever she does her Oprah, Oprah's favorites, man, all of the food that she picks her is always just like ridiculous. Like just something absolutely wrapped in butter. <laughs> She did. She she did one. It was um, a mac and cheese, and they had they served it at the Reading Terminal Market up in Philly, and we were up there and we we got it, and it was like, like slap your mama in the face, delicious. Like it was it was, <laughs> it was so good, and like you could just tell that like the fact that she went out of her way to to promote a business that really probably could use the help was was awesome too. So yeah, mm-hmm. we like sharing the wealth now. When it comes to interviews, we have talked about it. We haven't lined up anybody yet. And we're trying to think, like, who could we get within our reach to start? So it's not out of the question. It just hasn't been something that's in line with our brand yeah. of podcast yet. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't overextend. Also, it's a bit of an unwieldy beast to figure out what's the logistics, which I thank you for figuring out the logistics of it. Hey, no problem. That's yeah. what I'm here for. Okay, so I want to ask you about this because you mentioned one of the things that I really want to focus on this podcast is that you have a very, um, I'm trying to find the right word for it without it trying to sound anything that it's not. Um, I'm probably going to cut this part of the podcast, by the way, just so you know, because I'm fumbling for words right now. No worries. <laughs> um, it, it, I almost said feminist agenda, but that's wrong because it's that has a negative connotation to it because it's not. This is very mm-hmm. pro woman. Yeah, I think that works, right? Is that the right? But we, we also view feminism as inclusive, so that oh, yeah. means we we don't bristle at the word feminist agenda because we we absolutely do. Um, let me, and, let me and clarify I think, too. Mm-hmm. A feminist agenda is not a bad thing. Feminism yeah. means that all are equal. I'm just saying that yeah. in but general, it gets a bad that, rap. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. I don't and want you to think that I think that that's just, absolutely yeah. that's part of our agenda, too, is helping people understand that a feminist agenda is actually rooting for everyone, literally yep. everyone, yep. no matter what your genitalia or identity is like we want everybody to be well and healthy and taken care of. Yes. I love that this podcast is woman positive. And in fact, it's a major focus of what you do. You mentioned that you've done some research that you've found some shocking shit about some women that you were just like, <laughs> wow, didn't expect that. Um, what will, give me, give me some examples of some things that you saw that you knocked a pause in you either negative or positive for some, some women that you've done some research on. Well, Amanda's been the one to get the couple of people who were like, uh Oh, no, 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 no. And so that's when we've had to pivot. Um, and I cannot mm-hmm. remember who, I don't know if you remember. It, it, I, it was a black author and you know, I, I love her writing. Um, and I was like, Oh, she's great. Oh, this would be great. And then I started researching more and I was like, Oh shit. She's Uh-oh. been accused of being anti, you know, uh, having anti-Semitist, uh, sentiments in some of her writing. Um, so I was like, I, I can't, I like we're recording tomorrow and I can't possibly figure out how to wrap my brain around how to express this in a way that, that lets people know that I didn't know this about her. And I also really don't like this. Um, one of the positive surprising people for me was one of Amanda's first, which was Hedy Lamar. Um, and like, she's so beautiful, but I had no idea how, scientific and just brilliant she was yeah 
Yeah, there's honestly, I have learned so much about people that I didn't really, I mean, I knew they existed, but didn't know much about them. You know, like I learning about Sally Ride and, um, you know, how she, you know, didn't she, she wasn't just like the first American woman in space and like, boom, end of story. Like she worked really hard on making sure that women had access to get into science um, and like young girls were encouraged to get into it. Um, talking about Changsi, like the the fucking badass Chinese piratess. Um, who was basically like 10 times Blackbeard, 10 times any pirate that you know of in popular lore. Um, yeah. There's so many that, was that a were good like, one. really cool to know. The- yeah. Also, if you enjoy Sally Ride and that story, there's a really great video of a woman, a comedian, who wrote a song about it. Um, it's on our Instagram page, but you can find her too on YouTube or wherever. And it's hysterical. Because she talks about how little NASA knows about the woman's body, a female's body, basically and that hundred tampons was enough for six days in space. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's my favorite anecdote, I, quite frankly. I always, I always thought Sally Ride was a badass. Just yeah, just because. Oh just, yeah. Just, but I'm, did did either of you watch the Netflix special about the Challenger disaster? Yes. I started some of it. It's, I mean, it's some, he- it's heavy shit, like to yeah, begin with. But like, absolutely. I gained so much more respect for Sally Ride when I found out that she basically was just like, yeah, here's all the data you need to fuck NASA, and like, <laughs> she was the one that basically was the catalyst for that. All the dudes were like, basically putting up like, I mean, the blue walls, what they call it with cops. So I guess we'd call it like the, the right stuff wall or whatever. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. all the astronauts were like, we're not saying anything, and Sally Ride was like, fuck all of that noise, and like, yeah. Yeah, I was I was so impressed with her. Um, I shared a link in our little uh, Skype chat here because I have a story about that kind of thing where uh, completely unexpected, like Cracked.com is one of my favorite websites because it's oh, just trash, yes. just trash articles Love you can it. fly through. It's fantastic. There was this one that was so off the wall. It was four famous authors and their hip hop equivalents. Oh yes, and- I love it. And they did one, and I learned so much about Dorothy Parker, the mm-hmm. poet. And I was blown away by Dorothy Parker and how badass she was and like that she was hanging out with like Hemingway like back in the day. like, And she was probably writing better stuff, if not like on par with what they were doing. And like <laughs> she wasn't just like, oh, she's our, you know, our female friend. She was on the same level with them and like just acerbic wit and just like mm-hmm. filthy and just like hilarious. Yeah. And like that reminds I, me of Lindsay Zelda Fitzgerald segment. Yeah, they uh in. The um, Americans who were overseas, part of Les Enfants Terribles, yeah. and then that that group of um, expats. Yep. And how that basically Zelda did a lot of the writing that F. Scott stole. Um, so you know we actually will never know if he was actually that great of a writer or if Zelda you know kind of ghost wrote um, unintentionally a lot of his stuff. And also, she would always accuse uh, Scott Fitzgerald and uh, Ernest Hemingway of being lovers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it makes so I much mean, sense, too, when you think about it, because they like were, quote unquote, rivals, but they were always hanging around each other. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. yeah. They were, no, like, they, were totally, they were totally doing it. Yeah. 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 Total Regina George. So and much Katie. sexual tension. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, like when it when it comes to the way we do things here at GGR. One of the things we uh, I was saying before, we love we love having fun. So one of the things that uh, I sent this to Lindsay and I'm going to 
just kind of shock you unless she she gave you a heads up, Amanda. One of the things we love doing is playing a game called the Random Question Generator. Uh, I she did give her thankfully. a heads up. You did? Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Because it's it's you want to be prepared for this sometimes just so you know what you're getting yourself into because otherwise yeah. you could be horrified. So I'm going to ask you both some questions off the Random Question Generator to see what we come up with here. I like this one. Okay. What always lets you down and what never lets you down? Um, what never lets me down? My sister. I mean, that's really cheesy, but it's true. (laughs) And I mean, not to be, okay, I'm going to say this and then I'll explain. Um, what always lets me down? White men, white (laughs) cis men. And I, now that doesn't mean all white cis men, but lately I've been saying a lot of, ugh, men. They got a pretty high success rate. Let's just be honest here. Yeah, Yeah. I got you. You know, that's funny. That was my knee jerk. But you know what? I actually, I was like, ah, you know what always lets me down is bras. I fucking hate them. <laughs> <laughs> um, always. I will I will never be, like, thrilled about it. I've never found a bra that I'm happy to be wearing. Um, and then what never lets me down, um, I would say uh, if you talk to the best part of someone if you talk to somebody's best self you will usually get that self to answer i like that wow that was deep wasn't expecting this on the random question (laughs) 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 all right so we got another one here um what single event has had the biggest impact on who you are wow it's like an interview question yeah uh i mean it's one single event that happened many times, but moving, mm. moving so much. Yeah. Um, that is a close, uh, I would say probably my divorce has had oh, the biggest yeah. impact on me as a person. So let's, let's delve into that a little bit. So biggest yes. impact, are we talking across the board, just like overall negative? Was there, I mean, there's gotta be positives I would think too. And like anybody who has ever worked in a situation where they're dealing with somebody who's divorced, there's never a right way to say the next thing where it's like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Or, oh, congratulations. Like, you don't know what to say for sure, because it could have been a great thing. It could have been a horrible thing. It's hard to say. I usually uh, preface that I will always congratulate people on divorces because no happy marriage ends, ends in divorce. Um, so it's always cause for celebration, in my opinion, as the divorce say. Um I would say that it was a very tough time. It's probably one of the toughest things I've been through, but it was my emancipation of Mimi. Like it was the thing <laughs> that allowed me to become my most selfie self. Um, and I don't know that I would have arrived here. At least it would have taken, you know, many, many, many more years to arrive at this place without it. Yeah. And Amanda's divorce actually brought us closer together Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like we've ever not been close, but now we are much more genuine with each other. Um, and that lets us be vulnerable and lean on each other for support in ways that we didn't used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I mean, it's it's one of those things where, like, I also realized I was letting myself off the hook here, but not answering any of these questions. Um, <laughs> the Sneaky. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be accountable for that, too. So, like, with mine, it's good things come from bad shit. Yes. And mm-hmm. what I'm, for example, um, my mom passed away in 2014 of cancer after fighting cancer for 
about 12 years mm. and without knowing the whole story, because that's the funny thing about context on the surface. You hear that you're like, oh, that's so sad. That's so sad. Nah, dude, there were times my mom was a rotten, rotten person to deal with. Mm-hmm. And to the point where at one point, like she would use cancer to her benefit and try to get discounts at places like here, ma'am, here's the receipt for what it costs to clean your carpets. Can you give me a discount? I have cancer. That sort mm-hmm. of stuff. The yeah. Cringy stuff where you're just like, good lord, yeah. I can't believe this you isn't just said the person that. I thought you were. Mom. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yes. And like, when she ended up passing away, what ended up happening was it was sad. I wasn't really prepared for it mentally, but at the same time too, I got to talk to friends and other family members who had just a completely different perspective on her and the way she was as a person and how they perceived her and how she was to them. And yeah, at times it was like, well, why were you so nice to these people? They loved you. And you know, why were you such an asshole to me? But like at the same time too, it really gained, I gained a lot of perspective and Mm -hmm. in her passing, which sucked, I was able to really appreciate her better and understand her better and like Mm -hmm. really see that, that people that are not binary, they're not black and white, right or wrong. There's shades of gray. And it was just like, Again, it sucked, but without it, I wouldn't have been able to gain that perspective. And honestly, it's kind of given me like, like, like kind of a darker sense of humor because mm-hmm. like I see the good in everything in a way. Like yeah, even... it's like the memes that are like, "You're so funny, thanks." It's all the trauma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. There's like, like a, a delicious grittiness that comes with like having you know just been through the ringer, and, and you know I, I, you can see it in someone else when you've had it you know uh, Lindsay's definitely been through the ringer with all the moves and some of her moves have been pretty um pretty traumatic so uh I, I don't know I feel like it's kind of the spice of life in my opinion yeah. I feel like it makes me think of this great bit from Kyle Kinane which um stand-up comedy is probably my biggest geekdom but um he I, I love ta- stand-up comedy too yeah mm-hmm. He talks about like growing up in the suburbs and how he's like, you need just you, you parents, you need to shit on your kids just a little bit. Like they just need a little bit of friction because then they have the drive to really push for something great. Otherwise, they end up like me, 25 at a Denny's sharing one plate of fries for four hours, like doing nothing <laughs> with your life. <laughs> I and I wanted to, to touch on the, the moving as well, too, because I think that. You had mentioned that, I mean, it, it was it was traumatic. It was, you know, this this single event that really kind of shaped who you are. There was the bad of it of, like, constantly having to change. But honestly, like, that was probably a really good thing as a kid to learn early is that change is part of life and you're just yeah. going to have to deal with it. And it's it, it sucks because you have to give up, like, I really like the weather here. I really like that there's a really awesome mall. It's got my I favorite like my store. Yeah. I've got my great friends. You know, I made the soccer team. I'm captain of the soccer team. And then all of a sudden, you have to start all over again. And, yeah. like, yeah, that sucks. And, like, yeah, I always look at it as, like, if I could have stayed one place longer, I would have missed out on these opportunities at the next place. Yeah. Um, and so I don't regret moving. Well, it was hard, and I definitely learned about change and how to adapt. Um, there are things that, like, if I stayed anywhere, I would have missed out on down the road. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I mentioned that we're the opposite side of the coin. When y'all were military and you were moving, 
as, as often as you did. I was the kid whose parents were not military in the D.C. area, which is fucking unheard of. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. nobody's Wait, a, you're not nobody's, a government contractor? Exactly, mm-hmm. right? Like, nobody's a D.C. native. What the hell? Mm-hmm. So I had so many friends that I had all through elementary school and all through middle school and all through high school who, as soon as, like, we got really, really close, orders are up, time to go somewhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we so, first moved to Northern Virginia and attended public school. And that was the first time we attended, had attended school off base. Um, it's like these kids had, these kids had never seen somebody move before. And so it, I felt very much like an alien, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It and was, especially the first time we came back to the U S after living overseas. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. they like, they, they sometimes they didn't like we'd go into the classroom and then like students would te- talk to us like we didn't speak English. <laughs> um, there, uh, yeah, there. Was I so have legit had people be like, "Your English is really good." I'm like, "Cause it's the only language I speak." Yeah. Thanks. I've been practicing for like 13 years now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it was so funny though because I got the exact opposite, same result, but the exact opposite mm-hmm. because it was. Well, here we go. Somebody, you know, now somebody else is moving. It, it was just such a well, and it also makes sense though, because Woodbridge is such a military-friendly mm-hmm. place because you know it's cheaper to live than the rest of Northern Virginia. So yeah. of course there's going to be a lot of that going on. Plus, it's like 20 minutes away from Fort Belvoir, which is like where a lot of a lot of people are stationed, or the Pentagon. Or Quantico. Yeah, yeah. or Quant. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's it's so interesting how the the exact opposite end of it get, gave the same result. That Venn diagram of of of, of shitty. Childhood. Yeah, <laughs> oftentimes the Venn diagram of loneliness, the centerpiece, is made up of two people that have completely diametrically opposed uh, experiences. Yeah. So, what I want to do, because the random question generator, I'm not going to ask you a million questions on this. It's just fun, just something to like every now and then you get a really, really good one. Uh, we yeah. had one where it was, uh, what would you rather? Would you rather um, shit your pants or have diarrhea for four straight hours? Diarrhea. And like, like, <laughs> See, I I said the diarrhea as well, but it diarrhea, became like a. 100%. It, it be, but listen to this though. Think about it. But for four straight hours, okay? Because one MC Brooks, uh, my one of my co-hosts, had made this point. He's like, if you shit your pants, you shit your pants. You know, you take your pants off, you throw them in the wash. You know, you change your underwear, you put on a new pair of pants. That's the end. Of, that's it. You're done. So what is that? Maybe 15, 20 minutes. He's like, mm-hmm. but if you have four hours of diarrhea, of just being stuck in the in the bathroom. With like, oh, we got every- iPads now. It's fine. <laughs> Just make sure it's charged. You or can watch that you're a movie. Within, there you go. Yeah, watch a couple of movies. Yeah, or like you know, uh, a Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah. I will cut. say, yeah, you know, be four I, hours. I, I, now that you mention it, though, I am a little worried about rectal prolapse if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> so you you have you've sparked my thinking on this one. I I might be changing my answer. Just <laughs> rectal prolapse. It happens. It's been it's been gravity six, is real, y'all. You're not supposed to sit up and podcasting. Forever. It's been six years of podcasting, and I didn't ever think we were going to get to the t- point where we talked about rectal prolapse, but here we are. Wow. You're we welcome. Finally... <laughs> we, always, we always joke. We call it. We we call it. You know, your Cheerio fell out is what we yeah. say. Like <laughs> you shit so hard that the Cheerio fell out. Like... I had a friend in college who was terrified of that happening, and so he would insist that he was pooping for speed and not accuracy. So his goal was just to go as fast as possible. Oh, I'm so sorry for anyone who had to ever share a house with him. <laughs> Amanda knows him too. 
Oh my god. There and there's now that we're on Dookie apparently, that's gonna be the rest of the topic. <laughs> there there was this one uh thread that was going on on Reddit that was talking about the the term was a poop knife. Oh yes. yes. A, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, and then like, yeah, because apparently like because I had one, but because I know I read I think I read the same thing. It was this same Reddit subreddit, yeah. Jesus Christ. And Hey, hey, you guys don't have a poop knife? And, like, going to friends' houses and them being horrified by the concept yeah. of it. Hey, where's your poop knife? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no. No, 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 no. There are other ways to intervene before a poop knife. I'm just very sorry for those poor people's colons that have to use a poop knife. Yeah, you should see a doctor. Just, like, eat some try, greasy food, man. Get some fried some chicken. Fiber. Just, yeah, like, no, I think uh, you want the exact opposite, don't you? Like, you don't want to bind it up. You want to loosen that up, I mean. Yeah, like some cheese or, like, just just something. Like, good Maybe Lord. magnesium. <laughs> you know? Just clear you out. Just, just end yeah. it all. <laughs> so, one of the things that is universal. We talked about At The Diner. Uh, the other reason we, we call uh, our, our flagship podcast At The Diner is because we are all secretly fat kids and we <laughs> love yes. food. So yes. I you... wanted to talk to the two of you about food. We and... are big fat kids at heart. Like we love I'm food. I'm always game <laughs> to talk about food. You've had me at food. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm interested. So I wanted to start like kind of non-conformist with the food first. So you guys moved around a bunch. Mm-hmm. Of the places that you moved, what was the place that blew you away food-wise when you got there? You were like, holy shit, they have this here? This Berlin. is amazing. <laughs> Berlin? Berlin has, like, fantastic culinary... It, it, the culinary experience there is fantastic. And I got exposed to Turkish food, which sounds crazy, but... Oh, Adona is, like... Oh, it's the best. It's the best street food you'll ever yep. encounter if you're ever able to have like a berlin donut it's d o with the umlaut n-e-r um do yourself a favor and go for it see when i think german food the first thing i think of is like have, have you guys been to disney world yes mm-hmm. you know in uh in epcot they have um like the germany pavilion and it has like the the like the big festhaus type thing where it's mm-hmm. like the, the buffet and all the meats and all that stuff like that's when i when i think of german food that's pretty much all i think is that and what it was or was that's it more accurate that's an accurate representation of german food in general but berlin is like a new york city so it's very eclectic you have a lot more diversity there yeah um it has the highest turkish population outside of turkey Wow. At least that was when we were there. I'm not sure if that's still true, but I'm assuming it is. Um, so there is quite a melting pot of foods and culinary mm-hmm. styles, and it's very experimental, and there's always new places to eat, lots of bars to check out. So, Yeah, the only food they don't really do well over there is, uh, ironically, American, American food. food. Yeah. Um, if it's yeah. American, they put corn on it, because apparently everything <laughs> has corn. So, like, yeah. American-style pizza here. has literally, like, loose corn kernels on top. Makes yeah. sense. I mean, like, corn came from here, so why not, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? And, like, you cannot get a good American-style burger, burger there. Mm-mm. They're really? always, no. like... If Wait it's a minute, like a- hang on. You can't get a good burger in a place where hamburgers were invented. Correct. Because, like, here you can get a medium burger, like a medium well, however you like it. Yeah. They're all well done there. And so it's like really? half pound of well done 
burger, like ground beef, and it's just yeah. just oh, and, and I tried, I tried. I would be like, can we go to the Hard Rock Cafe? Maybe they make good burgers. Nope. nope. We we made it a mission to find a good, uh, the best burger. And our dad went everywhere we could with our dad to try and find a good burger and milkshake, and oh, we got close, but yeah, close none but no none were I would think that the closest that you could get it would be McDonald's just because yep. of the uniformity and McDonald's, McDonald's is always accurate. The same yeah, it's very yeah. similar. Yeah, you know yeah. what to expect. But like here, we I wouldn't say that's a good American burger. That's just a staple or a standard. Yeah. No, exactly. I'm just saying, like in a pinch after being depressed after eating the, the giant brick of meat that was the <laughs> well done hamburger you got in, mm-hmm. in Germany, you gotta you'd watch be like, it well, down with a burger, a McDonald's yeah. burger. Exactly. Yeah. At least they know what they're doing as you sing the Star Spangled Banner in your head. And yeah. You it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. We're back in the States, right? Mm-hmm. You're here. Unfortunately, you don't have the amazing uh, culinary adventures of Berlin. But, like, what's your what's your go-to now? Um, I'll give you some options here. So, we'll do, like, quick fire here. Um, pizza or Chinese food? Pizza. Pizza. Every single time. Okay. Um, what's your... See, you, one's in California, one's in Colorado. So, I'm wondering... Mm-hmm. I've found this out. There's so many more styles of pizza than I thought there were. I recently yeah. found out there's a Detroit style pizza, and I was amazed by this. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, like, imagine if regular pizza and Chicago style pizza had a baby. And like, not it, quite a a deep dish, a but not quite. Dish. So yeah. it's not it's not like the biscuit dough like pizza casserole that you get from Chicago, right? Cool. But it's that it's that kind of deep dish pizza, and instead of it being circular, it's it's uh, rectangular. Right, so pillowy, it's got the it's got the cheese and the toppings and then the sauce on top. Oh and like yeah, the edges yeah. get crispy. So like if you've mm-hmm. ever had like the Little Caesars deep dish pizza, Little Caesars is originally from Detroit, so uh, that's a cheap no. knockoff of Detroit style pizza. Is oh. there a pizza in Colorado that's like uniquely Colorado? Um, well, okay, I must disclose I'm celiac, so I'm not the Oh, that sucks. Ask. But you could do like cauliflower <laughs> Look, crust and things like that. Yeah, there's a lot of good gluten-free um, crusts as well. But if, from what I've heard off the real, like the real with with the gluten, the real deal, um, they have what's called Bojo's Pizza, and I think they call that like the Colorado style. I don't really understand what's different about it. I think it has a little bit more crust. And Rocky um, Mountain like, on it, obviously. So. Uh, yeah. The. <laughs> Um, and like, Ugh. I guess hot honey or spicy honey is also really, really popular here. Mm-hmm. Oh, hot honey. Yeah. That stuff's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So then caveat, cause we have to customize this to you, to your unique pizza needs. What's your go-to <laughs> pizza then? Um, gluten-free crust. I prefer one that's a little more doughy as to crackery. Cause sometimes they are like legit crackers and just crumble. Um, and then I like pesto and like red sauce and goat cheese and pepperoni mushroom. So, I mean, it's any place that can accommodate that, I'm happy to patron. Goat cheese, pepperoni, mushroom, not crackery. Yep. That sounds amazing. I think so. It's kind of more of like the traditional Italian style where it's um, kind of like the flatbread pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More more traditional than like what we were used to here. Don't get me wrong. I miss a good like trashy, greasy Papa John's, Little Caesars, Domino's, like, I miss that. I would choose that over what I'm having now. But given my circumstances, I'll take what I can get. Yeah, you know, you don't want to die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Or spend four hours on the toilet. 
Oh, that see, and now we're back. <laughs> that's to that. how you get a it, rectal problem. <laughs> yeah, that's how the butt. That's how the Cheerio just falls the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, nobody, nobody wants Save that. Save the Cheerios. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh God. So let's talk about California style pizza because we know what it is. We've all oh, God, been to yeah. California Pizza Kitchen. We've all seen Wolfgang Puck and his crazy nonsense that he does with his fucking pizzas. Yeah. When we're talking. Like your go-to pizza. And I just want to make sure that I have this correct. Lindsay, you're in Colorado. Amanda, you're in California, correct? Correct. Okay. Amanda, what's your favorite kind of pizza? So my favorite kind of pizza is the shitty, greasy, just like plain ass pizza. I I love it. I I want it to be cheap. I want it to be simple. And you want yeah. it to look like the Ninja Turtles pizza when they eat yes, it and the string, I like the or, cheese oh, string. Do. If you it's remember, just, and all dogs yeah. go to heaven when they're yeah. sharing the pizza. Yeah. That like ridiculous cheese pull. Yes, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about yeah. because apparently cartoons can be delicious as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So is there in Southern California, I would think, well, the stigma is that like everything's like healthy, but there's got to be some awesome trashy pizza places in Southern California, right? There, there was. So I used to live a little farther south in Orange County, and there was a place whose name now escapes me. That's great. Um, uh, it was. There's only like two of them. One was in San Clemente, and one was located down in like Carlsbad. Um, uh, pizza Port. That's what it's called. Pizza Port, and um, they have pretty good like. Just simple pizzas. They have some frou-frou, like, San Francisco pizzas with goat cheese and, you know, all kinds of vegetables and crazy stuff. But, yeah. Broccoli pizza. I'm a bit of a, like, I have the palate of, like, a five-year-old. So, I just, I want, like, cheese, pepperoni, maybe sausage. That's about it. Okay. So, nothing, nothing crazy. We're not talking about, like... Um, a, I can't even think a balsamic reduction and some uh, truffle oil. No, nothing. I like would that. go for that. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I would eat it, but that's not what I would pick for myself. It's you know, if like if it's at the table and it's like okay, I can eat around the stuff I don't really like, and sometimes that's nice. Like sometimes a nice like like Napo- Napoleano style with like the big mozzarella slices and you know some fresh basil that can be really nice, but. I would say nine times out of ten, I'm just going for, like, the Papa John's. Um, What I really miss, when I was in college in Harrisonburg, there was a place called Chinello's, and that is what I miss. But it's only good if you're drunk. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, anybody If you try to eat the leftovers the next day, it is Mm -hmm. terrible. Awful. But I've had Chinello's sober many times in grad school, and it did the trick. (laughs) (laughs) So we talked about pizza. I also want to talk about sandwiches because really what your favorite sandwiches in general says a lot about you as a person. Now I will be judging you. I'm letting you know right now based (laughs) on your, your, no, I'm just kidding. As Um, you should. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go, we'll go in reverse order. Lindsay, what is your go-to favorite sandwich? Probably a BLT. Yeah. Or I really like a good turkey sandwich. It's the, but one that I don't have to make. The best sandwich is one somebody else makes for you. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Old of the year, yeah, absolutely. They they always taste better, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, especially too if you make it yourself, you're like, man, I spent this much time making this and I ate it in like three seconds. Okay. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so turkey sandwich. Okay. So BLT automatically. We know we know fucking exactly what's on a BLT. But like turkey sandwich, what's on your turkey sandwich that makes it so awesome? Um, 
the right kind of turkey, so not like over-processed deli meat, because that's, that's, in my opinion, that's gross, mm-hmm. but not too thick, like thin slices. Um, I like a good, like sharp cheddar cheese, sourdough bread, mustard mayo, maybe tomato and lettuce, a pickle. Yeah, just classic, but good quality ingredients. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So if, if I mean, we're, we're all about the same age, so that means you probably grew up on the Simpsons like I did. Mm-hmm. then it's that home it's the it's the yeah uh, it's the sandwich that homer wished for with the monkey paw yes yeah. turkey oh, no, sandwich. i wish i wish i hadn't sat on that fish <laughs> <laughs> the turkey was a little dry the turkey was a little dry <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't go the ross from friends the monica the turkey <laughs> yeah i don't go that route i go more the homer simpson route Mostly because, you know, you didn't want the mental breakdown that came with Ross's sandwich. sandwich? Yeah. Yeah, and the subsequent firing from his job. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Amanda, what is your go-to when it comes to sandwiches? Okay, so the first thing that's on my heart when you say that is a meatball sub. Like, that's the first thing that comes to me. It's like, oh, meatball sub. First off, um, Mm -hmm. get out of my head. (laughs) <laughs> because that's literally what we had for dinner tonight oh there's a great little restaurant near us that we walked to it's called modica's and they have these beautiful giant sandwiches that you know half of it is still like a huge meal and they're baked oh they're amazing Perfection. and that's exactly what's in my head right now and i'm i'm gonna make my fiance do that for tonight. Uh, get modica's tonight oh well, well, yeah it's gotta happen now yeah um the my, my, my favorite has always been, and the, the problem that I have is, is I could, there's like seven different sandwiches oh. that I absolutely love. It was hard to pick, but that was like all my heart. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Sophie's choice. Let's yeah. be honest. Well, yeah. And ultimately too, like if you, you know, uh, but let's take the if away. When we have you back on GGR Pirate Radio. Oh yes. We would you love can to give be us, back. You can give us another sandwich at that time because Perfect. I have like, I have like a lineup of like six. Like it's, it's basically like Avengers. So you can just mix and match them whenever you need to. <laughs> Um, All right, I'll keep my sandwiches close to my chest and only play one at a time. Exactly, yeah. You don't want to give us all of them right now. But, like, my my favorite and, like, will probably, like, knock a pause into me and make me, like, question any other choice is if there's a chicken parmesan sandwich on on a menu. Okay. Because even when when it's bad, a chicken parmesan parmesan sandwich is pretty good. Yeah. But if you do it right and you get the chicken crispy and the cheese is melted and you got good sauce, it's, like, it's just, just, you can't. Chef you can't kiss. do better. Exactly. Exactly. So. It beats talk- the soul. It does. It does. You, you eat it, your belly's full, but then you're also just content mm. in general. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like a hug. It's, it's a, a hug, hug in the sandwich side. form. It's a sandwich hug, yes. Which sounds gross and messy. But... <laughs> we are a feminist podcast, so. Hey, We're not king know. shaming, okay? Oh, no. You know, if that's what you're into, cool, you know? Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying personally, like, I would have to, like, I don't know, like, take a shower afterwards because it'd be covered in sauce. That's all, you know? Like, True. didn't True. didn't say I didn't enjoy it, you know? <laughs> yeah, who, who doesn't enjoy being covered in sauce? So this has gotten awkward. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to what's the weirdest thing that either of you has eaten? And then and also, like, would you eat it again? Uh, I mean, okay. Can I put it in two categories? One sure. I will call um, the redneck category, oh, yes. and then one this I will just call good. weird. 
Okay, so the, the weird one, it was just liver, and no, I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah. Um, I don't like the organ-y taste of... Yeah, no, 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 thank you. I don't like the texture either. The redneck one, um, I was up in Michigan visiting the guy I was dating at the time. We were visiting his family, and his sister made her taco salad, and everybody was so excited for a taco salad. I'm thinking like what I grew up with, where it's like white people taco night on a salad. Like, it's yeah. pretty straightforward. Oh, no, 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 no. This was mostly... Uh, the the nacho cheese Doritos with a little bit of ground beef, lots of sour cream, shredded cheese on top, not a hint of lettuce. No, nowhere in sight. Um, yeah, that was I would not eat that again. It sounds good. It was too much. Just, no. It's a lot of dairy. Yeah. 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 It's just I can't believe an adult is serving this. This sounds like something a five year old would make. Or like something you eat in a pinch because you have no other yeah. choice. But exactly. Like, not a, a, a focus of a meal yet. No, yeah. Exactly. I agree. I agree. Uh, Lindsay, what about you? Oh, wait. that I'm Lindsay. Oh, I'm sorry. I, you, sorry. You, you, we you, do, do sound, sound alike. alike. Damn, we do sound a lot alike. So I would say I have, okay, I, I have weird and I, did, I wasn't horribly offended by it, but it wasn't my favorite, so I probably wouldn't choose to eat it again, which would be kangaroo. Um, it was very rubbery, rubbery but on bump. Um, it just, it wasn't my favorite meat. I, I, you know, I love wild boar. I I love, uh, moose, but like that one just wasn't my favorite. Um, and then I would say weird and I really liked it was probably, um, probably like maybe chicken hearts. Like they were pretty nice. I went to like a Brazilian barbecue and they had chicken hearts on it skewer and they're they're pretty good I and mean, anything served up as a sword is automatically more delicious so yeah exactly yeah 10 points for presentation yes well yes. done bravo yes yes so this is a really difficult question i understand that i'm not expecting like anything like profound here but like from your perspective here as people who want equality as people who podcast about feminist concepts but also more so just like two sisters having fun what what can we do as a society? What can we do as people to like fix this stigma? What, what can we do to end the fact that we even need to have conversations and explain to people that feminism is actually a good thing and not women higher status than men? It's They just want fucking equal footing. Like, how do we end that? How do we get to that point? Big picture, I think representation is important. So one, like TV, films, that... Um, Star women produced by women, written by women is good. More women in politics. But, I mean, there are some really bad examples right now. But more more representation across the board is a good thing to push for. Um, so we can I hear truly, different stories. Yeah. I truly, I do believe that the younger generations are, are quite a bit more evolved than we have been. I I have so much hope for, you know, aside from, you know, Tide Pod eating, you know, they've, the Gen Z has a lot going for them. Yep. And um, I think so long as we keep pushing for representation and we kind of hold the line as far as like, you know, I, I've definitely done a lot of work and still try to do a lot of work of, you know, 
being okay with not being the cool person and being okay with being thought of as a wet blanket or a shrew or whatever so that I'm just I can still speak what is my truth and I think so long as we all hold the line push for representation you know support what you want with your dollars I mean money talks for sure in this economy um you know those sorts of things I think the change is going to happen and but but I think it's going to be you know Gen Z is going to usher it in for us personally is my theory I agree and I think we need to as a society be more open to science and change which I'm hoping now that we have somebody else sitting in the Oval Office we will move more in that direction we will see but um, when we elect people who take us back decades, we do a lot of damage. So, yeah, vote with your dollars and vote with your literal votes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, that's just one more thought on that, too, is, I, I mean, I think that the resistance to progress uh, comes from people who are still being hurt by the system and are, are being left behind by this their own system that they support. Um, so I think helping to speak to, you know, people who feel disenfranchised but don't necessarily believe their disenfranchisement comes from the same things, um, you know, so people who believe that welfare is evil, people who believe that we're just becoming politically correct, uh, you know, puppets Babies. and you can't say anything anymore. God, I guess I can't call women cunts all the time anymore, that sort of thing. You know, people who get mad because they feel like Probably they have so little all, power to begin know? with. <laughs> yeah. People who get mad because they feel like they have so little power to begin with and what little power they have is being taken away. Um, I'm hoping we can find more ways to help everyone feel supported and that might make people more open to change. Yeah. I like, I like it. it. I do too. That's a great message. Lindsay, Amanda, please tell me about this amazing podcast. Help. Tell me where we can find it, where anybody who wants to listen to can find it. You mentioned you got an Instagram, uh, your limited social media activity. Tell us where we can find the amazing shit that the two of you do and how we can share it with the rest of the world. Um, well, we are available. Hey Lady is available to listen on any major platform where you listen to your podcast. So the Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, so on and so forth. Yep. Yeah. Um, we have our Instagram, which is hey underscore lady underscore podcast. Um, Lindsay manages that. Um, yeah, with just hey lady on Facebook. Pretty easy to find. Um, we have our own Instagrams too that we, you know, try to interact with people if they want to interact with us separately. I'm at Manda Jaws, M A N D A J A W Z. And I'm Lindsay, um, which is at Z-E-Z-E-723. Yeah. Um, and um, so essentially we're a podcast that we are, our heart is talking about different women's stories every week. Um, sometimes we broaden to other topics that are related to women, uh, gays and theys. Um, and yeah, mostly we just want to bring positivity and kind of help people learn about people that maybe didn't know before yeah and also maybe laugh a little bit along the way yeah 
Uh, no. I can I can tell you from personal experience you will laugh because the oh, podcast is, is a fucking delight, as I mentioned. So. <laughs> thank you. And we, uh, yeah, and you've already gotten some really positive responses from some of the people that are with us uh, on GGR. They've, they've said that they've really enjoyed listening to you. I'm as so well. glad. That um, makes me I very saw happy. somebody's comment asking if I was able to breathe after my wheeze attack. And yes, I can breathe. Thank you. But yeah. it was touch and go for a minute. Well, we're so we're so glad through that episode. Like You're a champ. Very glad, very glad <laughs> that you survived that that very that laughing spell. Oh yeah, no, those are the worst. Yeah, especially when you laugh like so hard you start getting worst. dizzy. Yes. Yeah. My face hurts. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you both for for coming on. This was awesome. Uh, you'll hear more from Lindsay and Amanda and Hey Lady um, on GGR Pirate Radio because we're all about inclusivity. We're all about hearing other voices. Because let me tell you, uh, there's a lot of standard white dudes having conversations so it's time to mix that up and that's something that we want to be a part of here at the great geek refuge so for all of us on the website all of us on the group page all of us on the podcast i want to thank you so much for tuning in and remember together there are no heights that we cannot reach thank you for listening to ggr pirate radio make sure you check out our website greatgeekrefuge.com for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!